Jalen Green goes off and the Rockets win their seventh game of the year. Let's talk about it. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Summit State of Mind presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're going to review Rockets versus Grizzlies, Jalen Green's takeover game, Alperin Shangun's stability, and preview Rockets versus Nuggets. Boys and girls, the Houston Rockets come off the schneid. That is right. They win their seventh game of the year, break the three-game losing streak, and possibly move on to a possibly new winning streak. So that seems to be the pattern. Lose three, win six, lose three. Maybe we're on our way to six in a row. We can only hope, right? The Houston Rockets beat the Memphis Grizzlies 111-291. And before we continue and move on, I just want to wish everyone a very happy and safe Thanksgiving and a happy holidays to all who celebrate. I am recording this on Thanksgiving morning, so I just want to say I'm thankful for each and every one of y'all that continue to tune in to our broadcast to our show and support the summit and Apollo Houston. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you can look around, you can see it is just me. I dnp the GM. He's on suspension for one episode on account of excessive celebration. So it's just me handling it from here on today. So let's go ahead and move on right now. Let's review Rockets versus Grizzlies. Rockets stomp the Memphis Grizzlies 111-291. You're talking about a shellacking of epic proportions, especially down the stretch. Let's talk about some highlights, some lowlights. Obviously, from the lowlight standpoint, Point. The Houston Rockets did struggle out of the gate, possibly playing their worst first half of the entire season, only tacking off 45 points as they went into the half, losing 46 to 45. It was a really rough and tumble uh, first half, not a lot to go off of. There was a stability in Jabari Smith's offense that I was very, very, very thankful for. However, the totality of that first half was really rough. It, it was it was tumble. It seemed like Dylan. Brooks was forcing some shots. Um, it was hard to get Alperin Shangun going. Uh, he missed a couple bunnies at the rim, which happens, and that and that happens. The defense was really, really tough. Memphis's defense was was playing top notch. They were playing for something. You obviously had the Dylan storyline as well, playing as a factor into you know sparking that Memphis uh, offense and defense. So we knew that they were going to come out of the gate punching. They've only won three games this year. They were currently three and ten going into this game. Now three and eleven. So we knew that they had a lot going for them right now in terms of what they wanted and what they were trying to accomplish. So, the Houston Rockets did go into that half. They were down one, but then all of a sudden, the spark got inflamed, started a, a wild fire in terms of offense, an explosion of epic proportions. They scored 66 points in the second half, 29 and 37 in the fourth quarter. They outscored Memphis 66 245, a 21-point discrepancy to ultimately get this win. It was a big win and a timely win for this Houston Rockets. Home cooking continues to be the the, the motive of the day as they continue on to their streak. They're 7-1 and one now at home. And I'm talking in terms of like home cooking. This team is going to be home cooking from the looks of it. Could be one of the toughest home teams to face against because we know how they are on the road. They're currently 0-5, getting really close to breaking through that door, but no cigar as of yet. But from a home standpoint, they've been absolutely cooking no matter how much down they go by. They always 
find a way to fight back. And you can account account that to the Ime culture. You can account that to defense, the dog that's in each and every one of them, the culture that has changed. But you can definitely see it within their games, and, and it's been incredible, and it's been a lot of fun to see from a fan and a media standpoint. Boys and girls, we have to talk about it right now, obviously. Let's go straight into it from the highlight perspective. And we can't highlight anyone else to, to start this topic than one Jalen Green, who's heard a lot of noise and a lot of backlash from a lot of the fan base recently. Especially if you are on like Rockets Twitter, there's a lot of people that have been selling on the stock, seeking greener pastures past the Jalen Green, questioning whether or not he is worthy of that number two overall pick. I get it. I get it from their perspective. There's a lot to be said here. You're in your third year. They're expecting better out of the gate. We talked about why he wasn't able to fit last game, but I'm not worried about that anymore because he heard the noise and he exploded for 34 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, 13 of 26 from the field, three of 13 from three, which could be better. That was still really, really low. Five of five from the free throw line, which I thought was huge. And he was ultimately a plus 11. And boys and girls, that dunk, oh, that dunk was filthy, perhaps probably possibly the dunk of the year on reigning and defending defensive player of the year triple j jaron jackson jr put yourself on a poster this is your kodak moment he absolutely did it at that time it seems like every time they put on that dunkstronaut jersey that uh, hometown heroes uniform jalen green just tends to take it to another level because he did it once again you're looking at possibly a the dunk of the year in terms of candidates uh, you know if you haven't watched that clip run that clip back because it's incredible it's insane the leaps he gets and that's the thing and and the thing is is that we we love the dunks okay we love the dunks we love the shots uh we love the three-pointers we love when he shakes and bakes we love when he can get a good step back going middies are going in it's fun it's fantastic the thing that impressed me the most about Jalen was actually not the dunk it was not the three-point shooting it wasn't the shooting itself the thing that impressed me the most was his ability to stay steadfast. The ability to know that he that there's a dog inside of him, that he was going to continue to push and push and push because he was struggling. Like that first half, he was not shooting the ball well at all, consistently missing. I think at one point, he, only, he was shooting one for seven or like one for six, one for seven to start the game. But I love his ability to continue to knock on the door, to not let these missed shots be mental and get to him. Because in, in the past two years, if he did that, he would have a horrible game, take it lying down, and, and that would be that. Not this year, not with players like Fred, not with players like Dylan Brooks, not with players like Jeff Green having your back, you know, basically talking talking in your ear and trying to pump you up and get you going because that seems to have what happened and seems to have uh, uh, lit a fuse uh, for my friends last year lit a fuse within him to get him to where he needed to go one for seven did not matter he stayed par for the course he stayed with what made him great he stayed with what made him you know what made him the number two overall pick, the explosion, uh, the way that he found his shot, because that's that's always been my key with Jalen. Once he finds his shot, um, he becomes virtually unstoppable because you have to come out and guard him tight. And Jalen Green also being one of the fastest players in the NBA can blow by pretty much anybody. All it takes is one move straight to the rim. It's zero to 100, and he gets there really, really quick. The thing, the thing with me that stands tall amongst all else, like I said, is just having that consistent dog in him to continue to want to push, 
even though the shots aren't going in, he stayed aggressive. You love to see that. You love the fact that he's staying aggressive. He's continually pushing the envelope, especially last game, in a game where he really needed it. Because if we, if you want to rewind it back, he sat. He got sat in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. Ime Udoka made a conscious decision to make sure that he sat in the fourth quarter. And look how he responded. You know, shout-outs to Jabari Smith Jr. as well, who's been responding since uh, he got benched twice in the last two games of the homestand so to be able to come back from that for Jalen Green was incredible it was fun to see and I know that it, it put a smile on Ime Odoka's face because Ime look that's Jalen Green's Ime's guy like you can see that in the way that they consistently communicate with each other so you want that type of success you want that bread of success to be within Jalen so that in my opinion, still, Alper and Shingun still going to be the engine. There's nothing that's going to change it. Alper and Shingun is the engine that's going to move this team, but we still need the other moving parts to do their thing as well. Jalen Green just needs to... He, I don't need 34-point consistent performances out of him. I just need him to stay par for the course, to stay aggressive to what makes him successful, like last night so if we can do that 34 points it's great i don't need him to score 34 points every game i don't need him to shoot 50 percent from the field to be great if he shot 50 percent from the field but even like a, like in the high 40s 45 percent or above i'm happy with it i'm good with it i'm so proud of how jalen green responded now what we need from him is the consistency we need now to happen next game we got a tough game against denver which we're going to preview in another segment we're going to need him to do a little bit more. We're going to maybe need him to stay within the flow of the offense and stay because this is the defending champions. We're going to see what type of metal he's made of this next game specifically in the next games that are coming. But we love the direction in which he's going. We're big fans of it, and we can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Um, I do want to give a shout-out also to one Jabari Smith Jr., who I mentioned uh, a little earlier. Look. The fact of the matter is that when Jalen sat, he came out strong, but Jabari has been pretty much the unsung hero of this entire team. He's been, like, consistently good these past four games with a stretch of with a stretch of these four games, and he's not getting talked about enough. And that's fine, and that's fair, because what Jabari Smith's role is, he doesn't need to be Kawhi Leonard. He doesn't need to be Paul George or Scottie Pippen or be, like, that next wing star as of right now, he doesn't need to be that. What we need him to do is just bread, bread and breed consistency. And he's been doing that. He had another highly efficient game. He scored 18 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. He shot 6 of 10 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. I'm a proud father, proud father of my son, because he absolutely did work. 3 of 4 from the free throw line. I mean, that is, that's breed consistency right there. Like, what more can you ask for in terms of what Jabari's doing in terms of scoring? And more importantly, to be able to take it in stride and play well on the defense end as well he blocked Jaron Jackson Jr that's the thing with him is that it's not the fact that he's just doing it on offense he's doing it on both ends of the floor you can give that you can have that give with him if he doesn't make shots I get that however his ability to stay within the flow of the defense is actually what's going to be key for Jabari because we don't we need the shots to drop, of course, but if he stays strong defensively, he'll he'll keep his he'll keep his time on the court. So the fact that he's starting to get better and understand the ebbs and flows of what Ime Udoka's system is on defense is what's ultimately going to carry Jabari Smith forward. And he's using that defensive dog in him to elevate his offense in the process and to stay within that flow when Fred runs or if it's Alperin Shangun running the offense. I love it. Continue to do work, my son. Shoutouts to him. He gets a gold star. Super proud of him. I do also want to shine light on one Alperin Shangun just because, look, 
he's been he's been an all-star the totality the best player on the team by far i've claimed it i truly believe it still the best player on the team if you look at it from a stat standpoint it doesn't look fantastic he played 31 minutes 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, he had 3 blocks, which is incredible, shot 4 of 9, he went 1 of 1 from the 3-point line, and he was a plus 21 from uh, from the plus-minus category, a plus 21, that means when he's on the floor, they added 20, they, they outscored their opponent by 21 points when Alperin Shangun is on the floor, this is what it tells me, those points, 11 points, nah, doesn't look like much, 7 rebounds, doesn't look like much, however, his ability, his ability to stay within the game, to keep his mentality together and to play on both ends of the floor and to stay steadfast no matter what. That's what I love about Operation Shangun because, look, shots will not always drop. That's the thing. That's basketball. You are never going to be scoring 20-plus points a game every single night. We'd love to see it. But however, it's not going to happen. However, his ability to stay mentally in the game from an offensive standpoint, but more importantly from a defensive standpoint, you have to find ways where when you're not scoring to to make an impact in the game <clears throat> and Operation Shangun did that he found a way to guard Triple J stayed in front of him stayed in front of the guys and when he would switch and play onto the smaller players like a Desmond Bain who, who got him a couple of times but to stay within that system on the defense and he stayed stout he committed five fouls that's the only thing we and, and that's that's the team as a whole the team really needs to fix that and what we're going to talk about in a little bit but Alperin Shangun's ability to stay in that game and more importantly to know that he doesn't need to score to to be effective on the court and you saw that he played effectively for all for all uh, sense and purposes he actually played very effectively for the minutes that he was on the court they were a plus 21 if you want to look at numbers the numbers speak for itself and we want to look at it from a number standpoint Alperin Shangun really proud of the way that he kind of stayed stout throughout the entire game, stayed in, stayed par for the course, and continued to build upon what has made him, you know, a great player. You know, when you talk about a third-year leap, once again, I'm going to mention it once again, Alpi's third-year leap does not solely depend on the offense in which he's running. It stems upon the totality of his game, including defense. So proud of the way he operated. I don't think he's going to get enough love this game because Jalen Green freaking went off. Jabari Smith uh, being second in command behind him. But Al P just kind of being that anchor because that's what he's there for. He's the center. He's the center. So he's going to be the anchor on the team. That's what he's there for. That's what every center is there for. And every center needs to be somewhat, needs to be at the very least a viable defender. You're starting to see it unfold right before your eyes. Alpi's buying into the system, buying into the defensive scheme that Ime Odoka's running. You're starting to see that. We may see him very well be a plus defender before the season's over, and I can't wait to see that develop over the course of the season. Gosh, we're only finishing game 13. We still got 69 games remaining left in the season, so I can't wait to see what's going to happen with the rest of the 69 games that follow. With the highlights that do come in, uh, I do want to discuss a little bit of the lowlights, and for a big lowlight for me, once again, is the foul trouble. And what I mean by foul trouble is that they gave up 35 free throw attempts to the Memphis Grizzlies. That is way too many. Memphis had 30 points. They went 30 of 35 from the free throw line. That means you gave away 30 points on free throws alone. Remember, there's only three things. There's only three things that are that are free: death, taxes, free throws. They got the free throws, they got it off, and they ultimately 
uh, scored 30 off of that. The totality of this team, they need to stop being in foul trouble. I mean, Alperin Shangun had five fouls. <clears throat> Dylan Brooks is consistently in foul trouble. He had four. Uh, Jay Sean Tate had four. And that's the thing. Like, Dylan, Jay Sean, and Alperin Shangun have a tendency to get into foul trouble because they play aggressively, and I get it. What we need for them to take that next step now is for them to play aggressively, but to play disciplined as well. So it's an aggressive, it's an aggressively disciplined defense, and that is what makes... That's what catapults a decent team to a contender. And I said this, and I said this in my last tweet. If you follow me on Twitter at Summit Commission, I did say after the win, I said defense creates contenders. And that's the thing. When you, when you look at the past teams, all the past eras, uh, whether it's the Lakers of the early 2000s, the Rockets of the mid 90s, the Chicago Bulls of the, the that dominated the 90s, San Antonio Spurs, even I'll even say it, the Golden State Warriors in the 2010s. What made them all successful? Yes, yeah, their offense was was a juggernaut. However their defense their defensive ability to stay in front that is what made that team great and incredible and what's ultimately made them dynasties and makes the you know those teams live forever was the fact that they stayed their defense even last year's Denver team had had a really good defense defense creates contenders we need to see that and you can't play defense if you're not on the court so we need our best players to be on the court stay on the court play aggressively because we don't want our dogs to change. I don't want Dylan Brooks. I don't want Jay Sean Tate to change. I don't want Alperin Shangun to change or Jabari Smith. I want them to stay or Fred. I want them to stay within that, stay within themselves. However, I want them to also stay disciplined. And once they find a way to do that, they can get, they can start kind of tacking off, I think, wins in a row. I think they'll start winning more games on the road. I think they will, that will ultimately catapult them from what maybe could be a not eight nine seed playing team to like I said catapult them to maybe a six seed is to ultimately see what they can do on the defensive end and see what they're made of on the defensive end and to ultimately not give up 30 plus free throws every game they did give up 30 plus free throws to the Lakers in that game a couple games ago now giving up 35 to the to the lowly Memphis Grizzlies you can't be doing that on a daily basis you're not going to get away with wins like last night if you continue to go down this route they have to stay disciplined in terms of a highlight, though, from a team standpoint, geez, Louise, the Houston Rockets gave up 91 points on a season. They have given up 105 points for, per game. That is tops in the entire NBA. Then, as of right now, in points allowed per game, we are the number one ranked defense. That is absolutely insane when you think about it. Um, to what this team has been able to accomplish, they held another team under 100 points. And I don't care if it's the lowly Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant without uh, Marcus Smart, without a Steven Adams for the season. It does not matter. It's still an NBA team. Every NBA team, especially nowadays, offense is is the plan of the day. It's basically what's created this newfound wave uh, in the NBA, 100 plus, 110, 115, 120. Like, that's normal. The fact that they're holding teams under 100 is unfathomable as I move my mic because I'm so excited. It's absolutely unfathomable when you think about it. I'm so proud of the way that this team has developed and it gives and it begs the question, is E-Make Udoka going to be coach of the year because of that? Because of the fact that he's created this more than a culture, but he's created this dog of a defense that does not waver at all. They'll give up points for stretches, but they 
for moments like, for example, the Clippers game where they held down Kawhi, Paul George, and Harden before that last three, held them down, down the stretch. They were not scoring anymore. This Rockets defense, it's a big enough sample size. We're 13 games in. This defense is for real. So I'm excited to see how they continue. I want to know how, before the season's end how many games are going to hold teams under 100 points. Please let us know. You know, give us a give us a prediction. How many times are they going to hold teams under 100 points? I'm excited to see that. This defense does not get enough love, in my opinion, even though they're one of the top defenses in the entire NBA. Big enough sample size. Give them their flowers. Very well deserved. They freaking earned it. What a great team effort all around. Rockets beat Memphis Grizzlies 111-91, improved to 7-6. and six. Boys and girls, let's go ahead and preview the in-season tournament game against the Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets versus Denver in Houston. And this is the thing, this is what's very important now. Denver, the Denver Nuggets, and the Mavericks, I think, are the two teams we're facing the in-season tournament next. To advance, we have to beat both teams. We have to go 2-0. Uh, this is all according to Craig Ackerman, so we have to go 2-0. From a, from a vacuum of just this game. Three keys right out of the gate. It's going to be Nikola Jokic versus Alperin Shangun. Try your best to contain uh, Nikola Jokic. He's going to get what he wants. We understand that. I'm pretty sure he's going to get another double-double, maybe even a triple-double. But find ways to kind of make him ineffective, especially in the fourth quarter like we did last game. We held him to only seven points in the fourth quarter. Um, that was a pretty inefficient fourth quarter for all, all things considered for Jokic from his standpoint. So if they can do that, continue to do that, they can tack away with the win. Point number two, I need them to not give up so many fouls. You can give up 30 free throws to Memphis and get away with it. You ain't going to get away with it from the defending champions. Disciplined aggressiveness, if they can do that, they can get away with the win here. If you give up 30-plus free throws, you're most likely not going to win this game. They need to stay disciplined. Stay aggressive. Do not change who you are. However, be more cognizant of the fouls that you are giving up and know that you you have there has to be points when you have to back off. And you can't be making stupid fouls over-the-back calls, stuff like that. You have to stay disciplined to a degree. If they do that, they can definitely win. Point number three, I need the offense to continue to run like the engine that they are. What I mean is it's the totality of it. Give me some bread-and-butter pick-and-roll action with Alperin, Shangun, and Fred VanVleet. Give me the bread-and-butter offense. Give me an aggressive Jalen Green that stays aggressive no matter what. If they find him, get him going. Jabari Smith being an absolute pillar, an unsung hero of the team, give me between 15 to 18 points on high leverage, high uh, percentage shooting. We can definitely get away with the win here and have the bench come off and and turn up and do their thing. Jay Sean Tate never getting enough love. Uh, put on your put on your hard hat and let's go to work. I'm Tari Eason slowly coming back, getting himself together. Aaron Holiday being a godsend to us with the men Thompson going down. Earned his minutes in as well. Pretty efficient games all around for all three of them. I can't wait to see them as they go to war once again against the Denver Nuggets. I do have a final score. I'm going to say this right now because we have been 7-1 and one since I've said this score. 118. It's going to be a close one. 118 to 115. Houston Rockets ultimately get the win. Improved to 8-6. and six. Drop your comments right now to let us know who you think is going to be uh, the winners. Drop your score predictions. Drop your three keys to the game. I want to know your three keys for what's going to make this Houston Rockets team successful as they continue to build upon playing over 500 and possibly advancing in the group stage. I'm curious to see what you, what your score is going to be. Drop your keys below. Let's find out. Talk to me. Let me know how it's how it works. Um overall, very proud of the boys. Uh, they played really well tonight. More home cooking is continues to be the trend here. And uh, I'm excited to see how they're going to continue to build upon the greatness that has kind of been set before them. Um, 
I'm excited, man. This is a great time to be a Houston Rockets fan. I can't believe 13 games in, we're over 500. What a time to be alive. You know, we went through all the negativeness just to get to where we are now. Alperin Shangun's blossoming himself into a stud and a star. Jalen Green trending in the right direction. Jabari Smith trending in the right direction. Being the pillars that we expected them to be with the number two, number three overall pick. Fred, Fred Honcho, uh, Dylan, the villain Brooks continuing to do their thing. Uncle Jeff Green just sprinkling that sense of veteran leadership. And of course, the bow, the bow tie and all of it is Ime freaking Udoka, Ime culture one time. Let's go ahead and end this episode. But before we do, I have to give an ad and a shout out to Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. That's right. I'm talking big city wings. They have that two for Tuesday. If you want to go ahead and enjoy that every Tuesday, that's right. Buy one, get one bone in boneless tons of flavors my personal flavor my personal flavors are medium and i do love me some lemon pepper get me five and five five and five makes ten i'm happy man give me some maybe some sprinkle some fries on the side seasoned fries give me an ice cold beer and i'm a happy man so go ahead and check that out right now two for tuesday that's right buy one get one bone in and boneless and i know we're listening to us on thanksgiving so we hope that y'all are having a happy thanksgiving and enjoying yourselves however if you wanted if you did want to sub your turkey for your chicken you definitely had an option to do that to go ahead and go ahead and do that for your catering because they do cater and this is also the totality of events they also cater as well in general so go ahead and find your nearest big city wings that is nearest to you and go enjoy some of the best wings actually no not some the best wings in the entire city of houston tell them apollo sent you that's right houston's wing joint apollo's wing joint one time for the brothers and sisters out there let's go ahead and end this episode as i'm sure you guys are tired of me talking about the rockets and all that stuff be sure to follow me on twitter at summit commission follow the gm who's not currently here at jp underscore mirabueno follow at summit state of mind underscore pod on instagram summit som pod on twitter at Apollo HOU, at Apollo NBA. And shout outs once again to the Apollo brethren that continue to kill the game. That's right. I'm talking BTD, Beyond the Diamond, the crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast. Shout outs to the Apollo Texans off the gridiron, killing it right now with their content as well. CJ Stroud, pretty much freaking him. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all that are making us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content. I am truly, if I were to, on Thanksgiving Day, I'm thankful for each and every one of our listeners that stop what they're doing and and put their ears or put their eyes on our product. I really appreciate it. And from the bottom of my heart, it means everything to me. Um, we've built this now for about three and a half years. So we appreciate what we've been able to build, what we've been able to build from uh, from grassroots to where we are now. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for y'all. That's If you were to pick one thing I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for the fans that we've garnered. And I'm appreciative for Rockets fans. I love it. Drop your comments down below. Drop your comments down below what you're thankful for. I want to know uh, if you're thankful for anything at all. So we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all have a very happy holidays. Be safe. And I'm going to end this episode as I end every episode with a go Apollo go summit and by God win number seven go Rockets oh and by the way Jalen Green what do you think they should do you think they should watch basketball watch basketball yeet oh the summit for life